Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Remember to visit our website at www.revivalministry.co.za where you can sign up to receive more of these powerful messages. Take out your Bibles and you can turn with me to Matthew 19. Is everyone ready? Matthew 19, verse 14. Jesus said, But leave the children alone. Allow the little ones to come to me. Now, I'm, I'm quoting that quickly because I, I was driving. I, when I drive the kids to school, I, I drive you know, to one end of the school, drop three of the kids off, and then I've got Brendan, and it's our alone time as I go drop him off at, at grade R. Is a different entrance for, for the grade R kids. So I, I drive around the block and I take my time because it's just, it's us time. And I don't mind if there's traffic or if there's anything. I just like drive slow because Brendan's gate closes later. And um, so, so I just take my time. And, and he's sitting in the car and he says, Daddy, I feel so a new means. Daddy, I feel like a new person. And um, I'm thinking, well, you literally are a new person. You're only six years old. <laughs> so, so I'm like, what is it that makes a little one of six years old say they feel like a new person? Um, and it was less profound than what I thought. He had actually washed his ears that morning, <laughs> brushed his teeth. <laughs> he's, he's really like... His, his image is, you know, I, th- I think because he's got red hair and everyone comes and gives him a rub, you know, and he, he's, so, he's so conscious of what he looks like. It's very important to him. So, so we kind of start to realize, okay, he, this is really important to, to Brendan. And, and so that's, that's so I, but I was, th- the question just stuck. What makes a little child say, I feel like a new person? And Jesus says, uh, let the children come to me. And I want you to say those three words with me. Come to me. There's an invitation this morning from God saying, come to me. There's an invitation from God. I don't know if you felt it in the worship. There was just this sweetness. It's, it's not a, we're not trying to excite us. It's just an invitation. Come into my presence. Come to me. And... Um, I started to see things differently. I, I was reading Genesis 7, and um, if you know how the Bible or the history of the Bible, you've, you've pretty much you've got creation, and then almost straight after creation, God's not happy with the people He's created. I mean, He doesn't give, it a, he doesn't give us a lot of time. He doesn't give people a lot of time. He, it's, it's Adam and Eve, Genesis chapter 4, and it's God destroying the world, Genesis chapter 6. So it's like, <laughs> there's two chapters there that, that, that things have gone on. And, and I'm looking at the world kind of like Brendan. The world's going, I need to feel like a new person. But the world's still young. And the people are still, mankind is still young. If we, if we look at, at the history of, of, of creation. And, and yes, the world... And God's not, not happy. I think he made a test model first with all the people. And, and then he's like, no, he's not happy with these people. And so he's going to, as we know, he, he destroyed the world. 
but he saved one family, and, and that was Noah's family. And in Genesis, Genesis 7, it's just this invitation, which I've never seen before, and, and it said, And the Lord said to, to Noah, Come with all your household into the ark. I just saw God's invitation, Come into the ark. Because in my head, I've always kind of seen God send Noah to the ark. Whenever I've thought about the ark and I'm not reading, I'm, I'm hearing God say, go into the ark. I don't, I don't know if anyone else in the room has kind of have, have that perspective. Your Bible says go, mine says come. <laughs> Whose Bible says go? Okay, mine says come. Okay, so you've got to get my, my Bible, it's the right one. <laughs> It's the Amplified Classic. Okay. What does the King James say? Come. The King James says come. Okay. We're talking about perspective, Christoph. You should see that guy just chilling on the couch there in the back. <laughs> Benefits of having young kids. <laughs> Miller, you were praying for people who want young kids. That's okay. So... Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. Do you have a come or a go perspective? If God's calling you to something, is He saying come or go? Because that will change the way you obey Him. If God's calling you and He's saying come into the ark with me, it's a lot different to go into the ark. Does it make sense? It's so much easier to obey when you hear the invitation that God's calling you to. He's calling you to come into the ark with Him. And so, there's so many areas in my life where I've wanted to obey God, but I've been afraid because I've, had, I've felt that God's sending me somewhere. But I haven't seen that God actually is going ahead of us. And he's calling us into the ark with him. He's calling us into that place. So the question I have is God, is God for you, is God on the inside or the outside? If, you, if, you, if there is a, a place of safety for you, if God is calling you to something, is he on the inside or is he on the outside of what he's calling you to? God's Calling you in to something. He's already where he's calling you to. He's, as, he's, already, he's already waiting for you. And, and that's the thing. Moses had to build the ark. It's, uh, you know, I always get so stuck on that one. Thanks. She was sharp this time. Last time I preached about Noah, I spoke about Moses the whole time. <laughs> okay. That, that you can be, that's okay. That's, <laughs> so Noah hears the voice of God. He, he's obedient to his voice. And regardless of the, 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 the opinions of the people around him, regardless of the taunting and, and the teasing and the jeering, he spends his life building this ark 
And God then goes and calls him into the ark. And God's with him in the ark. God didn't send him, close the door from the outside, and there you go. I see God being in the ark. And, and I, I just want to release that as a prophetic picture, that, that God is closing the door from the inside. He's calling you in, and he's closing the door from the inside. So whatever he's calling you into, once the door is closed, he, you, you can look and God's there with you. And so that helps. That helps me not be afraid to be obedient. If God's given us a word for this church, I know God's with us on the inside. If God's given you a, a word for a business, God's on the inside. He's not on the outside. If God's given you a word for your family, He's on the inside. He's not on the outside. How many of you are having a bit of a perspective change as you, as you see that? So I just stopped at the word come, and I'm like, God's saying come. Jesus, in Matthew 11, says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. Here's a word for those that feel weary today. Weary is people that, weary is to be extremely tired, feeling like you've exerted yourself too much. People who are weary are reluctant to see or experience more. People who are burdened are heavily laden. They feel like they carry too much. And I just see Jesus in the context of Noah in the, in the same way as God said, come into the ark. Jesus is saying, come into my presence. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened. And the weary and the burdened is like the water that came in the flood. And he's calling you out of that water out of that sea of weariness and being burdened, and he's saying, come into the ark. Come into my presence. Because God doesn't want us to be weary. God doesn't want us to be burdened. One person said, men, up front. But how many people love being weary and burdened? No. Anyone in the room? Okay, so how many don't want to be weary and burdened? Okay, how many of you believe now in your heart that God doesn't want you to be weary and burdened? If Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, then he's saying that when you come to me, you will no longer be weary and burdened. So if I'm writing it out like a formula, therefore... Weary and burdened is not from God. Can we agree? Okay, then he says, and I will give you rest. Miller is one step ahead. What does Noah mean? Rest. That's the meaning of his name. So Jesus is saying, come to me and I will give you Noah. 
Come to me and I will give you Noah's experience. Come to me and you will be safe. Step into the calling I have for you. Build your ark. And then I'm going to invite you into it. Jesus says, come to me. All who are weary. All who are burdened. And I will. Someone say will. Come on, we've got to be a church of faith. You've got to preach with me. Okay? Anyone want to preach with me? <laughs> say, I will find rest. So Jesus is saying, come into the ark. Because you see, what isn't from God is as destructive as what the flood was. If it's not from God, it will destroy just like the flood destroyed. And Jesus is saying, come into the ark this morning. Ephesians 2 verse 10. Are you guys all right? says, for we are God's own handiwork recreated in Jesus Christ. I'm hearing Brendan's. I am a new person. <laughs> I am a new person. We are God's own handiwork recreated in Christ Jesus that we may do those good works which God predestined before us. Anyone in the room believe you have good works that God has predestined for you? Okay, anyone, anyone walking in those, anyone in the room still need to walk in those good works that God has predestined? That's okay. Just say, I believe I'm going to. I'm trusting you. Jesus is saying, come. He's calling you to a place where you're not weary or burdened. He's called, so the good works that He predestined for you don't carry weariness and aren't a burden. Because you are recreated. You've got to feel like I am a new person every single day. So tomorrow you get in the car, you say, I feel like a new person. And you say it with the same smile. And you wave at everyone that you drive past. <laughs> I'm trying to leave a picture so that when you do hit the traffic and you feel sour, remember, I am a new creation. I feel like a new person. It's one thing to quote scripture in church, but it's another thing to live it. Tomorrow. Or even this afternoon when you go home. We've got to live scripture. We've got to live word. So, we are recreated in Christ Jesus that we may do the good works. I, I love how the Passion Translation puts this. For those of you who are seeing good works as physical, hard labor, the Passion Translation translates it as, We have become His poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny He has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the Anointed One. Even before we were born, 
God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill God's destiny. You are poetry, a recreated people to fulfill the destiny. Verse 13, but now in Christ, you who once were far far away, through the blood of Christ, have been brought near. And I saw in Genesis 7 verse 23, God destroyed the earth and then it says, only Noah remained and those who were with him in the ark. As a prophetic picture, Noah brought his family close with him into the ark. In the same way, Jesus is saying here in verse 13, you were far, far away, but through the blood of Christ you have been brought near. He's bringing you close to him. Close, 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 close. Jesus wants to be close to every person. We're built upon the foundations of, this is verse 20, you are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself, the chief cornerstone. Um, in verse 21 it says, In him the whole structure is joined together harm- harmoniously, and it continues to rise into a holy temple. And I just couldn't help but see the picture of Noah prophetically building an ark and Jesus building a church. That, that what, what he is creating, what he is building in the church is actually a place of safety. What he's building in the church is a place where people get to come. And so the invitation goes, the spirit and the bride say, come. There's this invitation, there's this pull, there's this call into his presence. There's this call into a place where we can be built into our destiny. Um, And I want to say the church, as a prophetic picture, is an ark. God has created the church as an ark. He's created the church as a place where you get to come in and God closes the door. And you don't have to experience the effects of the world. You don't have to experience the effects of what goes on outside there. And I think sometimes we can get a little naive as pastors about what's going on out there in the world. I come to this building. This is my office. Everyone who comes to church always speaks nicely. I used to do wedding photography, cinematography, and I'd go to a wedding, be with everyone the whole day, and like three three o'clock in the afternoon, someone will find out I'm actually a pastor. All their behavior changes. As if I haven't seen anything from from early in the morning up until three. Near nosti domini so. Here's the thing. We've got to be carrying that presence outside. So that everyone around you is a safe place. You get to call people near to you. You get to call people close to you. And the closer they get, the safer they are. The more of God's presence they feel. 
it's, I just realized, woo, the world is rough out there. People speak harshly. They do harsh things. But if we carry the presence of God into those areas, we get to create a safe environment. And we get to invite others into that safe environment. But I want to just declare over, over, over every person sitting in this room, may there be a big safe environment around you, wherever you go. May you not react to what the world says or what it says through people. May you, may you not get stuck in silly conversations as, as you go through your week, but may you, may you really just draw into the presence of God, into, into the space that He creates, because He creates it in our hearts, right? He creates that place, and then he, what He wants to do is He wants to, to shut the heart, the door of your heart, so that you don't get influenced by what comes from the outside. Can I get an amen there? (laughs) Matthew 24 verse 37 is used as doom and gloom scripture. As were the days of Noah. (laughs) Have you heard that? So will be the coming of man. For just as in those days before the flood they were eating, they were drinking, marrying, being given in marriage until the very day when Noah went into the ark. But this is Jesus talking. And, they did, and Jesus says, And they did not know or understand until the flood came and swept them. So will be the coming of man. And I just saw it from the other perspective too. Because as in the days of Noah, there was Noah. Matthew twenty four thirty seven. As in the days of Noah, there was Noah. As, just say this with me. As in the days of rest... Just see it as in the days of rest, regardless of the turmoil that the world was going. May we be like Noah's days. Jesus even names it Noah's days. (laughs) Regardless of what you experience, regardless of what you're going through, regardless of what the world looks like, Don't prophesy doom and gloom, but prophesy rest. Prophesy God's righteousness. Because in those days, there was a Noah. In these days, there is a church. In these days, there are people that carry the presence of God. There is no... Days of wickedness without God's presence. In this room, I hope, sit how many Noahs sitting in this room carrying His presence. People who are willing to to do what God predestined them to do, to build arcs around the city. That we can call people into His presence. Say, I know you're going through this, but I want to invite you into something that's different. I know you're hurting, but I want to invite you into a place of healing. I know you've given up, but I want to invite you into a place of hope. I know you're frustrated, but I want to invite you to a place where your run becomes a walk. You get to be that in the city. 
And that's how in Jesus the structure is joined together. God is inviting us to come. And through you there is an invitation for others to come. Is that good? Is that awesome? Amen. Let's stand. God wants to do a new thing in every person, in, in every person's life this morning. Every person that's in the room, God wants to do a new thing in our lives. So, Father, this morning we receive the new thing that you want to do. May we say, I feel like a new person. But, Father, thank you for your invitation to come, to come into your presence, to be built into a structure that's everlasting a temple, a sanctuary that gives glory to you. May our lives be a life of worship. May we burn with passion for you. May we give glory to you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Bless you guys. May you have an incredible Sunday. May you walk with God's presence and hear the invitation to come from God this morning. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Remember to visit our website at www.revivalministry.co.za where you can sign up to receive more of these powerful messages.